Chapter 5 of the Nibelungenlied. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Nibelungenlied, translated by Daniel B. Shumway. Chapter 5 How Siegfried First Saw Grimhild. One saw daily riding to the Rhine those who would fain be at the feasting. Full many of these who for the king's sake were come into the land were given steeds and lordly harness. Seats were prepared for all, for the highest and the best, as we are told, for two and thirty princes at the feast. For this, too, the fair ladies vied in their attire. Giselher, the youth, was aught but idle. He and Gernot and all their men received the friends and strangers. In truth, they gave the knights right courtly greetings. These brought into the land many a saddle of golden-red, dainty shields, and lordly armor to the feasting on the Rhine. Many a wounded man was seen full merry since. Even those who lay aped in stress of wounds must needs forget the bitterness of death. Men ceased to mourn for the weak and sick, and joyed in prospect of the festal day, and how well they would fare at the feasting of the king. Pleasure without stint and overabundance of joy pervaded all the folk which there were seen. Therefore great rejoicing arose throughout the whole of Gunther's land. Upon a Whitsun morning five thousand or more brave men, clad in glad attire, were seen going forth to the high festal tide. On all sides they vied with each other in knightly sports. The host marked well, what he already wet, how from his very heart the hero of Netherland did love his sister, albeit he had never seen her, whose comeliness men praised above all maids. Then spake the knight Ortwin to the king, Would ye have full honour at your feast, so should ye let be seen the charming maids, who live in such high honours here in Burgundy. What were the joy of men? What else could give him pleasure? but pretty maids and noble dames. Pray let your sister go forth before the guests. To the joy of many a hero was this counsel given. This will I gladly do, spake then the king, and all who heard it were merry at the thought. Then bade he say to the lady Uta and her comely daughter that with their maidens they should come to court. From the presses they took fair raiment, and what so of rich attire was laid away. Of rings and ribbons, too, in all they had. Thus each stately maiden decked herself with zeal. Full many a youthful knight upon that day was of the mind that he was so fair to look upon for ladies, that he would not exchange this chance for the lands of any mighty king. Gladly they gazed on those whom till now they had not known. Then bade the mighty king fool a hundred of his men, who were his kin and hers, escort his sister and serve her thus. These were the court retainers of the Burgundian land, and carried swords in hand. Soon one saw the noble Uta coming with her child. Full hundred or more saw them come. There rose a mighty press of knights who had the hope, if that might be, to gaze with joy upon the noble maid. Now came she forth, the lovely fair, as doth the red of dawn from out the lowering clouds. 
he then was reft of many woes who bore her in his heart so long a time when he saw the lovely maid stand forth so glorious how shone full many a precious stone upon her robes in lovely wise her rose-red hue appeared whatever one might wish he could not but confess that never in the world had he beheld a fairer maid as the radiant moon whose sheen is thrown so brightly on the clouds doth stand before the stars so stood she now before full many a stately dame therefore higher rose the spirits of the comely knights richly apparelled chamberlains marched on in front while the high-mettled warriors forsooth must press where they might see the lovely maid at this lord siegfried felt both joy and dole to himself he thought how could that chance that i should love thee that is a foolish dream but if i now must lose thee then were i better dead at thought of this his colour came and went there stood the son of Sigmund in such dainty grace as he were limbed on parchment by skilful master's art indeed twas said of him that never had so fair a knight been seen the escort of the ladies now bade everywhere give way and many a man obeyed these high-born hearts rejoiced full many a white as thus so many a noble dame appeared in courtly bearing then spake lord gernot of burgundy dear brother gunther him who offered service in such kindly wise ye should in like manner required before these knights nor shall i ever rue this counsel bid siegfried now approach my sister that the maid may greet him this will ever be our gain she who never greeted warrior shall greet him fair that by these means we know may win the stately knight then went the kinsmen of the host to fetch the hero to the champion from netherland they spake you have the king permitted to go to court his sister is to greet you this hath he decreed to do you honour at this the lord grew blithe of mood for in his heart he bare joy without alloy that he thus should see fair uta's child with lovely grace she greeted siegfried then but when she saw the haughty knight stand thus before her her cheeks flamed bright be welcome sir siegfried most good and noble knight the fair maid spake and at this greeting his spirits mounted high courteously he made obeisance she took him by the hand how gallantly he walked by the lady's side upon each other this lord and lady gazed with kindling eyes full secretly this happed was perchance a white hand there fervently pressed by heartfelt love that know i not yet i cannot believe that this was left undone for soon had she betrayed to him her love nevermore in summer-tide nor in the days of may bare he within his heart such lofty joy as now he gained when hand in hand he walked with her whom he fain would call his love then thought full many a night had that but happed to me to walk thus with her hand in hand as now i see him do or to lie beside her i'd bear it willingly never has warrior better served to gain a queen from whatever land the guests were come all gazed alike upon this pair alone 
she then was bidden kiss the stately man to whom no such delight had ever happened in this world then spake the king of denmark because of this high greeting many a warrior lieth wounded this would i well through siegfried's hand god grant that he may never come again to my kingly lands on all sides they bade make way for Krimhild, as thus to church one saw her go with many a valiant knight in courtly wise then soon the stately knight was parted from her side thus went she to the minster followed by many a dame so full of graces was this queenly maid that many a daring wish must needs be lost born she was to be the eyes delight of many a knight siegfried scarce could wait till mass was sung well might he think his fortune that she did favour him whom thus he bare in heart cause he know he had to love the fair when she came forth from out the minster they begged the gallant knight again to bear her company as he had done before then first the lovely maid began to thank him that he had fought so gloriously before so many knights now god requite you sir siegfried spake the comely maid that ye have brought to pass with your service that the warriors do love you with such fealty as i hear them say then upon dame Krimhild he began to gaze in loving wise i will serve them ever spake then the knight and while life shall last never will i lay my head to rest till i have done their will and this i do my lady Krimhild, to win your love a twelfth night long on each and every day one saw the winsome maid beside the knight when she should go to court to meet her kin this service was done from sheer delight a great rout of joy and pleasure was daily seen in front of gunther's hall without an eke within from many a daring man Odwin and hagen began to do great marvels whatever any wished to play these lusty knights were fully ready thus they became well known to all the guests and so the whole of gunther's land was decked with honour those who had lain wounded were now seen coming forth they too would fain have pastime with the troop and guard themselves with bucklers and hurl the shaft in all they were to help them for there was great store of men at the feasting the host bade purvey them with the best of cheer he kept him free from every form of blame that might befall the king men saw him move in friendly wise among his guests he spake ye worthy knights ere ye go hence pray take my gifts i am minded to deserve it of you ever do not disdain my goods the which i'll share with you as i have great desire then up spake they of denmark ere we ride homeward to our land we crave a lasting peace we knights have need thereof for many a one of our kinsmen lieth dead at the hands of your men-at-arms Ludogast, the Saxon chief, was now cured of his wounds and had recovered from the fray, though many dead they left within this land. Then King Gunther went to find Sir Siegfried. To the knight he spake, Now tell me what to do. Our foes would fain ride early and beg for lasting peace of me and of my men. Advise me now, knight Siegfried, 
what thinkest thee good to do? What the lordings offer me, will I tell thee? What of gold five hundred steeds can bear, that would they gladly give me, and I set them free again? Then spake the mighty Siegfried, That were done but ill. Let them ride hence unhindered, but make each of the lordings give shorty with his hand, that their noble knights henceforth forbear all hostile riding hither to your land. This counsel will I follow. Herewith they parted, and to the king's foes was told that no one craved the gold they proffered, for their loved friends at home the battle-weary warriors longed. Many a shield full of treasure was then brought forth with the king, dealt out unweighed to his many friends, to each five hundred marks of gold, and to a few still more. Gernot, the brave, had counselled Gunther this. Then they all took leave, sith they would hence. One saw the guests draw nigh to Grimhild, and also to where Dame Uta sate. Never yet were knights dismissed in better wise. Lodgings grew empty as they rode away, but still there stayed at home the king and all his kin and many a noble leaguerman. Daily they were seen as they went to Lady Grimhild. The good knight Siegfried now would likewise take his leave. He weened not to win that on which his mind was set. The king had said that he would hence, but Giselher, the youth, quite won him from the journey. Whither would you ride now, noble Siegfried? Pray tarry with the knights, I beg you, with Gunther the king and with his men. Here, too, are many comely dames, whom we shall gladly let you see. Then spake the mighty Siegfried, Let stand the steeds, I listed to ride hence, but now will I desist, the shields too bear away. To my land I crave to go, in truth, but Giselher, with his great love, hath turned me from it. So the valiant knight stayed on to please his friends, nor could he have fared more gently in any land. This happened because he daily saw Grimhild the fair. For the sake of her unmeasured beauty, the lording stayed. With many a pastime they whiled the hours away, but still her love constrained him, and often gave him dole. Because of this same love in later days, the valiant knight lay pitiful in death. End of chapter 5